Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, author, blogger, and speaker, Dara Swift. This podcast is about a community of women who are rising above their circumstances and taking action where their passion, compassion, and convictions intersect. They are answering God's fierce call on their lives and using their gifts to impact the world for Christ. I hope these stories will encourage and inspire other women to take action, walk in their fierce calling, and use their gifts to impact the world. Do you or someone you know struggle with food guilt, weight obsession, exercise till you drop, and yo-yo dieting? I think a lot of us can relate to that. In today's episode, my friend, Jonna Myers, shares her story of an unhealthy relationship with food and exercise and how she got free. Now, she shares this message of freedom with everyone she meets, and we are blessed to be among them today. Jonna is an energetic, full-of-life communicator who loves to share the transforming rescue of Jesus. In addition to being a police wife and a stay-at-home mom to two teenage girls, she leads women and children at Harvest Church meets friends for dark coffee and deep conversation, and is really good at making life awkward. You're going to love her. Her trademark laugh is big and her hugs are even bigger, and I can attest to that. My friend has a powerful message to share with you today, so listen in while I have a chat with Jonna Myers. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast, and I have my friend with me today, Jonna Myers. I met her uh, through a conference. We were both at the Tribe Writers Conference a few years ago, and um, we did a meetup because we were both in a group called Book Camp. And so I got to spend a little time with her, and her story is so inspiring. And uh, I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. She's a Bible teacher, life preacher, as she calls herself. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and she is a public speaker. And she's spoken through, you know, to so many groups um, about her struggle with an eating disorder. And so she has a really powerful message that women and young women need to hear because she does have a heart for moms and daughters too, to get this message. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you're an avid coffee drinker, right, Donna? Yes, I love black coffee. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Well, I do um, not. I'm not really the fancy stuff. Okay. Well, hey, that's cheap too. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's great. So yeah, low maintenance. Um, Yeah. But that's awesome. And I really, really appreciate you joining me today. And so uh, usually when we get started, I will ask my guest where she is taking action, where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. And I know you have quite uh, a story to tell. So I'm just going to ask you to share your story. All right. Well, thank you so much, Doris, for having me on here. I really appreciate it. And it's been neat to watch this whole podcast just kind of unfold and watching you do ministry. And so you are an inspiration to me. So I just thank you for that. Um, yes. Yeah, so my story, like, like you said, uh, really goes back a long ways, but didn't really recognize it until recent years, what was actually happening. But this um, really very disordered eating, unhealthy relationship with food and, and exercise and just a lot of body hatred and body shame. Mm. And, you know, at different points of my life, it really, I was never clinically diagnosed with an eating disorder, but it was definitely, uh, definitely ran along that, that very thin line. So in the last 
um, recent years, God has just by his grace freed me from a way of thinking that I never thought would be possible. Mm. I thought this would be something I would have all of my life and I would always be thinking about what I would eat and feel guilty for it and always feel like I have to get to the gym and it, I, it just consumed my life and I thought it would always be that way. And so I just kind of accepted it, but lo and behold, God is much bigger than what we think. So Amen. I, today I now walk in freedom from all of that. Um, not to say that there aren't days where I struggle. I don't mean that at all, but mm-hmm. I'm walking in freedom. And so it is now really my passion just to help other people walk in freedom to break the generational cycle of diet mentality and diet culture. And, you know, because when we are, when we are consumed with things like calories and macro counting and whether we're going to eat or not, when we're consumed with that stuff, we aren't free to do the work that the Lord has called us to because we're too busy. We're too busy counting calories in our head. And so my, my goal and my passion is just to help people walk in freedom so that they can live the life that God has called them to. Uh, Galatians 5 1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so I really just love starting the conversation and kind of popping open that can of worms of getting people to start to think differently and be curious about what they actually believe about food and about their body size. And then um, what that looks like when it comes to their relationship with Christ and their identity in him. Yeah, that's really powerful stuff because it's true. It's our society, you know, and the messages and the images that we see every day and what women feel like they need to live up to and what the ideal woman is and that kind of thing. It's just, you know, really difficult mm-hmm. struggle. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. And, you know, it's it's not the woman's fault. Mm-hmm. she's been or the man it's not the person's fault mm-hmm. they have been bombarded with messages for decades about what to eat what not to eat they you know feeling they've been told to feel bad and been trained to feel bad about their body size and mm-hmm. and so you know our culture is so governed by this underlying belief system that it's actually called diet culture mm-hmm. and you know, most people don't even know it's there. They just think they're doing what they've always been trained to do, which is diet. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of our grandmas and our moms taught us. And, and so we just grow up doing what we've been trained to do and don't even recognize that there's this underlying belief system at work that's really kind of brainwashed us into thinking that we need to pursue weight loss, pursue thinness, because then then you will finally arrive. Yeah. When I'm a size X or, you know, blah, 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 whatever that size would be. It's like, when I get to that size, mm-hmm. then I will be great. You know, like that's my whole goal in life is to be this particular size or whatever. But, and I know women miss out on a lot of things, don't they? Because they don't want to be in family photos or they don't want to attend events or whatever, because maybe they're just thinking about the way they look, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or, you know, they're on a, they're on a sugar detox, so they can't eat birthday cake with their family or yeah, yeah, they, you really miss out on a lot when you are you're so consumed with these thoughts. Wow. So, so like when you're speaking in front of a group of, you know, either women or I know you speak also 
to like high school groups and things like that. What is, you know, maybe a message that you want to convey? What are some of the things that you share during those times where you speak? Yeah, I, well, it's, it always starts out with me telling my story mm-hmm. about the disordered eating. And, and I tell a lot of practical examples of how diet culture is at work. Mm-hmm. But really, the bigger picture is a spiritual one. It's a heart issue. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I were to go back, I'm, I'm the youngest of eight kids. And so going back and looking now, having hindsight, I've always been striving for attention. Mm. I was always just kind of clawing for anyone to get to notice me. It was just, my family was great. My parents were great, but it was very chaotic in our household. And mm. I, I can see now different things that I did to try to get people to notice me, to pay attention to me. And so through the years, as I got attention for being thin in high school and things like that, and then I got older, And that wasn't working for me anymore. Mm. You know, all of a sudden, where I was finding my value in this thinness, because that's what the world tells us, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it wasn't there. And so I, I had to strive to keep working for that attention, to keep working to for that identity. And so that is then really where all the dieting and the disordered eating, where that came into play because I was trying to go after something to tell me that I was important, that I mattered, that people noticed me. Mm. And so a lot of times when I I share that in front of a group, it's not about the food. And there's Mm. actually a podcast I listen to. It's called, it's not about the food. And um, Mm. because it isn't, it's always about something deeper. It's a heart issue. So for me personally, I love to just share the fact that I had a lot of fear and my fear was that I wasn't going to be acceptable and that I wasn't going to be lovable if I wasn't a certain size. Mm. And so that fear is what kept me going after the weight loss. And when God really began to show me that fear was at the root of what I was doing, it was a game changer for me because God tells us, there's no, there, there's no fear in his perfect love. He tells us that, you know, we don't have to be afraid that he is our rock and our refuge yeah. and that he will never leave us or forsake us. So it was really me coming to grips with the fact that it wasn't about my body size, but it was about just these underlying emotions that I didn't even know I had mm-hmm. and the lack of trust that I had in him. Yeah. And so what I always share is just the fact that God designed us to need him. Mm -hmm. He designed us to only be satisfied by him. And he is the only one that can be enough. And so whether it's a diet or a a shopping addiction or a, a kid or a spouse or whatever it is that you're trying to fill your soul with that you think will finally give you what you're looking for, Mm -hmm. God's sitting there going, no, that's not going to work. You're on, you're going to come up empty. It's only me that can satisfy you. And so I, I share that, that idea that we have to trust God to be enough. So even if no one in this world ever notices me, that's okay. Because Mm -hmm. my God notices me. My God says that I'm acceptable. Even if no one in society ever would acknowledge that my God says that I am. And so really wrestling with 
who God is mm-hmm. uh, came helped me to come to the conclusion that I am his and that's all that matters. Yeah, that's so beautiful how you just explained all of that and shared that, especially the part about the fear, because, you know, people may not realize what is actually at the root of why are they eating a certain way or is it emotional eating or what is it that they're trying to fill? Or like you said, there's other different behaviors also that manifest from, you know, lies that we believe and things that we're Mm -hmm. telling ourselves or believing what other people are telling us and that kind of thing. So that is so freeing. Mm -hmm. So was there, do you recall like maybe a certain turning point where that happened? Yes, for sure. And to give you kind of some background. So I gave my life to Jesus when I was 14. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had been living as a believer for many years, even while all this was going on, but a lot of times I would do it quote in the name of health. Mm -hmm. Um, because I didn't want to admit the fact that I was, you know, going after weight loss or anything like that. So I would do it to be healthy. I would, I would go on all these, uh, you know, elimination diets and things like that to be healthy. Mm-hmm. But it was really because I just always wanted to lose weight. And so there was always this tension between, I know God's supposed to be my everything, but, mm-hmm. and, I, and I would always hold on to that. And so for years, you know, going into marriage, having children, I still would just kind of ride that roller coaster of wanting, wanting to not have to think about all these things. But at the same time, I knew that's how you survive in our, in our culture. Mm-hmm. And so um, for a while, I changed my behavior. I would allow myself to eat some of the fear foods that I'd always had, or I would tell myself that I didn't have to exercise as much as I did. And so I changed my behaviors and that worked for a little bit, but it was about six years ago, I just got to the end of my rope. I, you know, was heavier than I wanted to be. I just wasn't happy. And I didn't know what to do. And we, I I was really honestly thinking about one more diet and how I was going to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. And, and we were sitting in church and our pastor was teaching on Joshua three, and he was talking about God's faithfulness. And the Israelites, they had been free from captivity. They were wandering in the wilderness and they're about ready to take the promised land that God has given to them. But he's making them cross the Jordan River to get there. And the Jordan River is flooded. Hmm. And so our pastor went ahead and he was reading the passage. It talks about uh, God tells the Israelites, put your feet in the water. I will part the water and then you will walk across on dry ground. Mm-hmm. And then he asked the question, what is your river? that you need to step into and trust that God is going to be faithful to get you across into freedom. And like I said, I was just at the end of my rope and I knew that at that point, another diet wasn't going to do it. I had to surrender. And so I'm coming up on my six year anniversary actually. And we celebrate it every year. It's my day of surrender, my day of freedom where I truly gave it over to the Lord and said, no matter what God, no matter if I gain weight, no matter if people talk about me, because people talk about people that gain weight, right? right. Um, but no matter what happens, God, I am going to trust that you are enough and that you are faithful to be my everything. I don't need to, to have a certain image or identity as you know a fitness person or a diet person or anything like that. God, you're going to be my enough and my everything. And I will trust you in that. Love that. 
That is awesome. And I love that you have it as like a surrender date that you celebrate every year. That is precious. You know, it just glorifies God because, you know, we celebrate maybe our our birthday, you know, or the day that God, you know, hey, here I am, I'm born into the (laughs) world. But that was the day that you fully surrendered your life and all of this stuff, all the bondage and the brokenness. That That's really cool. I do remember... Because, you know, I've done, I've struggled with things like this too, as far as weight goes, because, you know, I was mm-hmm. smaller in high school and then over the years you tend to gain weight. And I used to laugh at the ladies that would say, you know, well, when you get to my age, it's a lot harder to lose it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I could just like not eat lunch and I'll lose 10 pounds. You know, it's, that yeah. was just like the old mentality in, but I had gotten thin. It was funny because really what happened, I was, I was kind of, um, a little chunky in, you know, that awkward stage we all go through. And mm-hmm. I used to uh, have snacks after school and all of that. And then when I, when we moved to Florida, I was in ninth grade. And I think it was because I was so intimidated to get up in front of people and go get lunch. Cause I was kind of like the new kid. And I was like, so afraid wow. of my tray. I just didn't eat lunch every day. And I just started losing weight and, um, and I kind of liked it. And then it mm-hmm. was like, then this was like this place where I thought, okay, this is, this is what I am. Like, this is me. And then it, when I would gain weight, I'd be like, but that, I don't know whose pounds these are. They don't belong to me. They're not mine. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you know, that's not what my mm-hmm. weight is supposed to be. But I remember too, um, doing a diet through a program and their, and their slogan was actually nothing tastes as good as being thin feels. Uh, yep, I've heard that one. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And you know, when you think about the scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord is good, kind of ties yes. to what you were saying. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. And you know, you think about that and it, it's a great marketing scheme Yeah. because who doesn't want to feel skinny? You know, like mm-hmm. the majority of people want to feel thin. And so if you could convince somebody that eating that is not going to be as good as, as what you're going to feel when you don't eat it, then, mm-hmm. you know, and they've made a lot of money off of it yeah. and it's worked for them. Unfortunately, diets always fail. Mm-hmm. They 90, they have a 95% failure rate. Now I don't know anybody that's buying a car or a TV that has a 95% failure rate. Exactly. You know, you're wow. not going to, you're not going to do that, but yet mm-hmm. we continue to go after these diets mm-hmm. that only have a 5% chance of losing weight. But when they do fail, you don't just gain that weight back, you gain back more. Mm-hmm. And so with every diet that you go on, you end up gaining more weight, which is the exact opposite of why you went on a diet in the first mm-hmm. place. And that's just, that's just pure science. That's yeah. not even anything spiritual. That's science. Yeah, it's factual stuff. And, and we know that it's true, but it's like this trap. Mm-hmm right? That we um, right. can fall into really easily. And especially mm-hmm. if we have like an event coming up that we know, hey, I've got to buy a new dress or I reached out yeah. to you, remember, because I, I caught myself yeah. having a very unhealthy relationship with my scale. I sent you <laughs> that Facebook message. I think I'm messenger. And I said, Jonna, I'm having a very <laughs> healthy relationship with my scale. I need some help, you know? And so you sent yeah, me that cool that video. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it was really freeing for me. I really, I stopped doing that like every morning, like how much do I weigh? You know, did I lose a pound? Did I uh-huh. You know, it's like, it's just a crazy cycle of like the hamster wheel or whatever. And it doesn't get us anywhere. Right. 
and it distracts us. Right. Mm -hmm. It does. And we have placed our worth there. We have placed our value in being up two pounds or down two pounds. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe it just always comes back to a trust issue. What are we yeah. trusting in it to bring us the joy and the peace and the satisfaction that we're actually craving, that we're actually looking for? Yeah. And we, whether we're looking to a weight or we're looking to a diet plan or we're looking to a certain piece of clothing that's going to fit just right, mm-hmm. you know, we have to ask ourselves, what are we trusting in? Because that's really the issue. It's not a weight issue. It's a heart issue. Um, it is. So That's really a revelation, you know, and I hope that those who are listening will be able to see if this is an area that they struggle in, you know, to see that there is something else deeper going on. And mm-hmm. so, it, you know, and all the people pleasing and the acceptance and all of that, just like you said earlier, it's like, you know, we are God's beloved and he accepts us and he loves us and he sees us. Elroy, the God who yes. sees us that, yeah, that we, and we don't have to meet expectations, what we think the expectations are for us, you know, that others would expect of us or like, you know, thinking, mm-hmm. wow, that person really let themselves go. Or, you know, it's just like the things that you hear every day gets ingrained in you. And you don't, like you say, you don't even realize a lot of the things that you're hearing that just kind of seeps into your spirit. And, you know, the enemy really doesn't want us out there doing the work of the ministry. So whatever he can use to keep us down, that's what he's right. used. Yeah. So freedom, right. Christ, that's the answer. It's like, so, yeah. so free, <laughs> exactly. right? <laughs> so, so cliche, but at the same point, like if you can get a, a hold of it, if you can grasp it just a little bit, yeah. it is life-changing. It really is that you don't have to be a victim to other people's opinions. You don't have to live in the bondage to what other people might say about you if you gain weight or mm-hmm. what the culture thinks about what's in your grocery cart. You don't have to, you don't have to live that way. Yeah. And so I know we, we talk about freedom in Christ when we become believers, mm-hmm. but to be saved and just live in bondage, that's not life. You know, yeah. he tells us in John 10 that he comes to give us life to the fullest. And I wasn't living life for the fullest for sure. Mm-hmm. But now I can say that I am. And so I get so excited to, to talk about it because I didn't think anything would ever change. Yeah. But because it has, now I can say, you know what, freedom is possible for everyone. Because yeah. it happened to me. And it, it's possible anyone can tap into it. Anyone can live there in the promised land. That's awesome. And I can just hear it in your voice and your passion, because that is where you're, what you're passionate about, you know, getting this message out and how you were freed from this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think there's something on your website that says that you like to share the story of God's great rescue and freedom Uh that comes from only him. And that's what you've been talking about. And so that, that's so true. He wants to rescue us from these dark places. And, and, you know, I mean, we're talking about eating and, and all and health and all that. And so maybe if I understand correctly, like what your message is too, is yeah, it's important to eat healthy and God's given us good foods to eat and we should be moving our bodies and be exercising. But the Mm -hmm. mindset, it's like, how are, what, why are we doing it? What is our motivation and what is our Mm -hmm. mindset behind it? And is it truly Mm -hmm. wanting to be healthy or is it really 
underlying wanting to be thinner or acceptable, like you say. Right. Yes, exactly. It's all about your motives. And, you Mm -hmm. know, people have kind of sometimes come back at me and be like, well, you, you're saying don't exercise and and don't eat good foods. And I said, no, I'm not anti-health. I'm not Mm anti-exercise. What I am is I'm anti going after weight loss because you think it's going to bring you something that you're missing or eating a certain way to bring the weight loss. That's what I'm against. And so it is about the motive. If if you're going to the gym because you have to burn off the calories from last night's dinner, that's the wrong motive. You know, let's go for a walk or let's do some yoga or go to the gym to a class if you want to, whatever that is, but do it because you just want to move your body mm-hmm. and be able to move in a way that allows you to do the work God's called you to. Yeah. Not as punishment, not as prevention of getting fat. Like those are wrong motives. Right. Cause I've heard you say things like we shouldn't think of the correlation between exercise and food is like, if I put this in my mouth, then I'll have to exercise X number of minutes yes. longer. Calories, or, calories in does not yeah. equal calories out. Yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. I've heard you say that. Or the mentality of I'm just going to eat all I want because tomorrow I'm going to do this cleanse or mm-hmm. I'll just work it out or I'll work an extra hour at the gym or something so that you mm-hmm. can feel like you're not guilty about what you're doing. And mm-hmm. there's a lot Which of guilt. Punishing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of guilt attached to that yeah. and, and shame, you know? Yeah. Oh, know. so much shame. How many times have we might maybe grabbed a, a brownie or a donut and hidden another room or something, you know, so people wouldn't see mm-hmm. that we were, oh, yeah. we were eating it, you know? And uh, this, you know, we don't need to do that. Yeah, because we, as a, as a society, we attach such negative, mm-hmm. negative terms and negative feelings to certain kinds of food. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a lot of why I'm passionate about talking to moms. Because mm-hmm. we're continuing to raise another generation that's going to feel bad for eating bread or drinking milk. Like, that's yeah. not okay. These are foods that God has created. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's so much that I could go into it. But yeah. I will say a lot of times people attach morality to their food that they eat or mm-hmm to their exercise and food has nothing to do with morality. There's no good or bad. There's no health or junk. It's just food. It's fuel for your body. And Mm -hmm. to do the work that God has called you to that day, you have Mm -hmm. to fill up your gas tank. So you have to nourish your body to do it. Yeah. Just eating what makes you feel good versus, you know, what makes you look good, feel good versus look good. But, um, but I love how you brought out earlier that, Hey, let's take a walk. You know, that could be a time where you're connecting with a friend and you're having a talk with them or, you know, incorporating, moving your body with other things that are fulfilling as well, like spending time with people and doing things together mm-hmm. makes it more fun too. You know, when yeah, you and it's somebody. not so grueling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we have a group at our church that um, that works out. It, I I can't really be part of it because I'm working at on the other side of the building while they're actually doing it. But it's just a group of women and you just can hear them down the hallway having so much fun. They're like laughing (laughs) and it's all to like praise music and worship and stuff. And it's just, they're having a good time. They're just having fun and Mm -hmm. they're just enjoying being together. And it's like very, very refreshing. So, but I, I love your message. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I think, you know, this whole diet mentality and, and diet culture that we have been raised in, mm-hmm. it's not an overnight, there's no overnight fix that will take it all away. 
It definitely has taken a lot of hard work the last six years to fight the lies that I hear and to reject some of the the things that I had believed for so long. You know, you you come face to face with some things that you've preached about and you're like, oh, no, I I don't believe that anymore Um, (laughs) when it comes to, you know, diets and fitness and stuff. But all that to say is just, it's not an overnight thing and it's hard work, but it is worth it. Mm -hmm. I would not go back to that place of captivity. Mm -hmm. Even if someone said you're going to lose 40 pounds, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, it's, it's not worth it. It's so worth living and freedom from having to to feel guilty for what I ate or thinking about all the things that I did or didn't eat. And uh, I'm so thankful that God's grace has brought me to this place. And I just, I want that for other people. Praise God. Yeah. I love your message of being free from the bondage of all of those lies and thoughts and things ingrained all those years. So, and so how can people connect with you, Jonna? Yes, they can find me. I have Facebook page. I have a personal account. And then I also have my writer's page, which is Jonna Myers. Mm -hmm. And then I also have my website is just johnnamyers.com. And I'm also on Instagram. Same thing, Jonna Myers. Great. And I will put your links to all of those places where people can find you in the episode notes so they can connect with you. And yeah, and if they're interested to having you come and speak, if they're connected with an organization or a school or a women's group or whatever that they might want to check out, you know, you're speaking because the message is so important for women to hear. And like you say, the generation coming up too need to hear the truth. And the truth will set yes. you free. <laughs> so, well, exactly. thank you, friend. You are exactly right. That was so yes, awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been great talking with you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful. I love what you're doing. Uh, and I love what you're doing. So it's like we're a good pair, you know? So, um, but that's what we do. We encourage each other and lift each other up. And so I thank you so much. And but I know a lot of people will be blessed by your message today. So I appreciate well, you, friend. Thank you, Doris. Thank you. Uh-huh. Talk to you mm, soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope Jonna's story and message of hope and freedom blessed and encouraged you. The diet culture will keep us in bondage and our weight obsession can become an idol. And it's not just dieting. It can be shopping or anything else that keeps us so preoccupied we miss what God is calling us to do. We no longer have to say, I'll be happy with myself when I weigh such and such or wear a size whatever. We can love who we are today right this moment in time because God loves us. Each day is a journey with Jesus and instead of obsessing over our shape, we can allow the Lord to shape us to be more like Him. Be healthy. Go for a walk to breathe in fresh air and enjoy singing birds and all the wonders of God's creation. Love who you are because God loves who you are and you are His. Jonna would love to hear from you and you can connect with her at johnnamyers.com on her Facebook page and on Instagram. I'll add those links for you in the episode notes. I would also love to connect with you. So hop on over to my blog, daraswift.com. I have some free gifts for you there. Jonna mentioned how fear can be at the root of our struggles. And I have a free gift to help you with this. Download two pages of fear-fighting scripture verses that I've gathered just for you. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And send me a voice message on Anchor or comments on your favorite listening platform because... Friend, your voice matters. You know what? We don't have to live in bondage. Christ made us free. 
I love 2 Corinthians 3.17, which says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When we are in Christ, the Spirit of the Lord resides in us, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is true freedom. I hope you'll join me next week when I invite another woman to share her story about where she is taking action, where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, have a blessed week, friend, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.